breaking news jeep load of vaccinated crashes into local city creek and citywide water boil order is in effect zombie permaculture is the scariest book you'll ever read i know that's saying a lot but it's not only a revelation of what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole, it's also true. You can't make this stuff up. Years of research, direct paranormal experience, have shown that not only does humanity need to know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole, the solution presented in zombie permaculture if we're going to survive it. Once it knows that we know, it's going to come harder and faster for us, and we're going to need to be prepared. Zombie permaculture will teach you what's wrong and how to fix it. scared me so bad to do the research to corroborate my thesis. Stopped writing for a total of about four years, maybe even five. Trust me, this is not hype. The zombie apocalypse is real, and it's coming for you. Turns out there's a beautiful solution. It's within our reach and it involves something that I've been doing my whole life. I know this because it's been shown to me through direct spiritual experience as well as the research I've done. And I can tell you that there is a solution. So after we look at the scary part, I'll show you the amazing, wonderful, exciting part. Humanity has been drugged through the mud for too long. It's time for us to stand up, rise up together, shake off this horrible weight that's been holding us like this down in the mud and step into our evolutionary journey with this earth in this beautiful infinite universe. Well, I've got a report for you guys. Finally back home in my space after um, what feels like about a week, a week and a half of being gone. The first part of that was due to the freeze that everybody was preparing for and getting hunkered down for, and I was invited to stay over at my boyfriend's family property with them and hunker down kind of over Christmas and everything, um, and was not around, and then went up north with him for work, and uh, was gone for another several days, and then got delayed. Uh, he thought he lost his phone, etc. 
So it's just kind of been like I've just been gone a lot, and I don't like that, and I'm ready to be home, and I'm home now, finally. We got in last night. Um, while we were gone, the first leg of that, before kind of touching base at my house, before leaving again, we found out that the power had gone out during the freeze. It got down to 7 degrees, and the power had gone out. The uh, heat had gone out, and the water had um, basically we had an issue with, with some loss there. So it was just kind of a big clusterfuck. And it's uh, unfortunate because a lot of the houseplants that I brought out here with me perished and because the heat had gone out while it was freezing. So basically this became a big frigid icebox and a lot of them couldn't handle it. So they, a lot of them look really damaged. Some of them are just dead. One of those really sad things is that I want to celebrate the life of a plant I called plant. Um, I've had plant for over 35 years, if you can believe that. I've moved all over the place with plant, and plant has stayed with me, and I love it. It was a it was an arrowhead um, type of species, and I just always loved it, and I just always kept it whenever I moved. And I have a, I've always had like about 30 plants with me, pretty much at most places I've ever lived. Obviously, I had to reduce that to come out here living in a tiny home of 200 square feet. But I did keep my most favorite ones and ones that I thought would fit in the space and all that. And of course, plant came with me. And uh, it just got too cold. And it looks like I may have lost it completely. It, when we got back, it had basically just everything was drooping and looked discolored. And so when I had a moment, I trimmed off all the, the stuff that looked like it had died. And I had some nodules. There were some some nodules that looked like they had a little bit of robustness to the stem like it wasn't you know mealy and I carefully placed those up into the soil so that the roots could maybe start to grow into the soil um, but when I came back the second time it looked like the whole thing had really gotten mealy so I put it back up on its shelf and I'm just maybe there's some spark of life in there somewhere but it doesn't look good so that's like a really big deal of 35-year-old plant, houseplant, finally kicking the bucket. Um, you know, yeah, really sad. Um, and it looks like most of the other plants did not do very well. There's a lot of damage. Um, and so I'm going to have to probably go houseplant shopping, <laughs> which is, it's kind of fun in a way, but also just, yeah, bummer. And everything, that everything went bad during that worst time it could have gone bad. The power system, essentially, there's just something always that's been wrong. The person who installed it originally, I've talked about this before, just didn't do it correctly. They didn't probably get the right components. They didn't set it up correctly. They didn't give me any, really any instructions. They didn't really understand it themselves. They were kind of shining me on, making money off me, etc. Shyster. They cheated a lot of other people in the community. Um, I don't know why he's still even out here. Um, and then the guy I have kind of on the job now. He's looked at it. He's made me a list of things that were done incorrectly. Um, you know, it needs to be grounded. It needs a, a vent fan in there. It needs all these things. Um, well, apparently the batteries just haven't been charging. So, you know, something with settings, not sure. I don't know. I don't know why it lasted as long as it did. You know, my boyfriend's looking at it and reading the manual, which no one's ever done. And that's cool. He figured out some settings to get it back to where it's charging this morning, but he still thinks there's something that, you know, it just isn't set up right or it is, there's something off still about it. He doesn't understand yet, so he's trying to read this manual and, and learn. But he got it, he got the power back on this morning. We didn't have power last night. 
So we got it back on, it's on, and the batteries are charging today. And I'm not allowed, allowed to use anything with a filament today um, to really try to help the batteries charge. I'm not using any power, really. I don't. The only thing I'm really doing is I'm, I'm charging my phone, and I'll probably plug in my laptop. But I don't have any lights on, I don't have anything running. Um, you know, if I do have the heat turned up to a certain setting, like let's say I've got it at 63 or something right now, if it does come on, there's a little bit of power that's used for the fan, and then there's a little bit of power, I think, involved in keeping the refrigerator running, but it's it's mostly propane, etc. So it's just a minimal power usage at this point that I'm pulling. So hopefully it has a chance to really start to get a charge again. It's a it's definitely concerning what the systems that this guy had, had put in, this original contractor that I'd hired. So but um, I think, you know, I'm feeling good that the power's on now and it's, you know, um, it is going to probably freeze again this winter. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, one thing I'm going to do is try to stay home so I can be there to address anything that may happen. Because the reason the heat went out, it seems to me, is that the propane tank ran out. I wasn't here to change it and it must have got something stuck in the system because the when we got back, the fan, the furnace fan was just running and we couldn't get it to turn off. So we had to actually disconnect the battery the house battery to actually get the furnace fan to stop and once we reconnected that then it re-engaged in terms of I you know I, I changed the propane tanks and it was actually blowing on command rather than just continually without responsiveness so um, that's important and then I left it at set about 55 when we left again the second time um, and so it wouldn't just like completely freeze out so hopefully um, Hopefully that's a good strategy. I'm not sure. But I'm also going to just stay home more. I really am a homebody. I don't like leaving my house. I don't like leaving my routines, you know, my, you know, washing my face when I want to wash it in the morning or whatever. And then, you know, just like walking the dog every day and stuff like staying at someone else's house is just living in a bag. It's not my jam. I'm not one of those like, let's travel all the time, people, um, <laughs> you know, and, you know, just just various reasons for that. But so I'm back home and I'm really happy to be back home. But there's some damage. Um, we, we went out and looked at trees um, yesterday when we got here. We were scrambling to try to get the power back on. We couldn't do that. So we were manually filling from the gravity-fed spigot from my tanks. And we watered all the I think we got most every tree and plant that it, that it wasn't dead. We got those watered. Some of them it's questionable whether they're dead or not. I'll, it'll take a minute. I couldn't really do uh, we did like a scratch test on the trunks of things, but some species might actually just have like a brown green. I don't know. Like some of the eucalyptus looks like it may they may be alive. There was a moist moistness to them, but it didn't look green. It looked more brownish red. So I'm not sure. Um, the one sad thing, and I did you know vow to tell you guys my mistakes as well as my successes, so you could learn from me and learn from my my you know trial and error out here. And maybe avoid some mistakes um, from you know what I mess up on. Um, that whole episode where I went and scrambled to get everything covered in in that vinyl plastic, I think that was actually me scrambling around to murder my plants because I, from what just what I see coming back in a town, all the leaves are all crispified, and so I think what that actually did was it cooked them. And the ones that there was a non-intentional experiment which I kind of allowed to happen because I ran out of the plastic. And the, there were these two plants, the same species. They're the, the southern wax myrtle. And the one that, had, that I'd covered with plastic looks leagues worse than the one that I didn't cover. And they both survived the freeze. 
but the one that was covered in plastic, all the all the leaves are just crispified. So that to me is an indicator that the plastic was actually a very bad idea, and it didn't insulate, and the it rather cooked. So, so unfortunately, I think I did the absolute worst thing to try to save plants from the freeze um, by putting that plastic on there. Contrary, contrary to that, or in contrast to that, the ones that I ended up using a little bit of burlap on, those did great. The blackberries, I covered those in burlap, and those look fine. So luckily, I, my blackberries lived. That's important. I do believe blackberries can handle really cold weather, though. They're pretty hardy, from what I gather, from what I've looked into. Um, but also just being able to having that breathability and that you know, like the the airflow. Um, you know, I think that was key. There was one of the little wee satch by the road that I had put this little planter pot on. It was like a little quart-sized one, and it had big holes in the bottom, so I turned it upside down. That one did great, and it did have some shade on the south side, but I'm kind of wondering if maybe the air flow through that allowed it to work. A lot of the plastic containers did blow off, um, so maybe that's a good thing, right? So the oaks, some of the oaks, where they blew off. They look like they might still be alive. We did some scratch tests on those. We got some green back. So it looks like I've had a little bit of a hit or miss. There's a hodgepodge, um, and it will take some time to figure out what survived. There's some of the acacia that I planted. They don't look good at all. They look, well, when you first look at them, you're like, oh, it's alive, because look, it's got green foliage. Um, after you remove that, the plastic jugs and stuff, but then it looks like all the leaves will just come, they'll just fall off, and then it's difficult to give it a scratch test because there's so many thorns coming out of it. My guess is that it's probably still alive, but I just won't know until I can observe over time what's, you know, what what is going to happen with that plant. So it's a it's a big downer. It's a really bummer, um, sad thing to come back to all that. <clears throat> but that this ex this project is an experiment, and definitely some things did live. Um, the pomegranates I didn't cover. They did great. They're fine. So um, and then I think a few other species did pretty well. The olives I covered, and those look like the leaves were really damaged by that, again, because of the crispification. But um, they look like they lived anyway, so I think maybe olives might be a good species out here. Pomegranates, I wouldn't mind having more pomegranates. Heck yeah, dude. And they're a beautiful plant, so even if I couldn't eat that many pomegranates, it gives me a surplus even, you know, cash crop, and then I will have beautiful plants around me. So planting more of those maybe in the future. Um, wondering how the eucalyptus is going to really handle it. And then in the next freeze, if I leave things uncovered, um, seeing how that does, you know, um, and just kind of adjusting the species that I'm going to be trying to install in future successional plantings, because I will continue to plant. Um, you know, I don't know how the little baby pines did. I don't think they really took very well the first time. And I'm also not really sure about the water boxes at this point at all, because I just don't see them as necessarily working. Um, so uh, I did lose the two of the three big blue leaf, lanceolate leaf eucalyptus I had purchased, which are about three, two, three feet tall, which is really a bummer because they're so beautiful and I paid extra money, you know, to, for the full size plant. But those were, um, one of them was covered, one of them wasn't, and it had actually started to look funny, um, before the freeze. I'm not sure why exactly, um, with that one. It looks like it died on its own for some reason. Again, with the potential of the creosote bushes, you know, killing everything, that's that's something that I have to look at too. Um, and so we do have some survival. There are some things that made it. So it's not like a total wash. The bottle brush lasted. The manzanita 
Looks like it, like it didn't do super well, but it's still alive. The fig tree survived, and the fig I had actually um, a bottle over, which is amazing. So even with a bottle over it, but it had already previously lost all its leaves, so it couldn't really. There was nothing to crispify. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could have crispified the trunk, but it didn't. Some for some reason that fig's still alive. Um, the desert willow is still alive. Uh, the the uh, Meyer lemon for some reason is still alive. <laughs> The tall acacia, the three-foot-tall acacia, um, the red acacia, that one's dead. It just completely, it, it didn't look so good originally, but it's it's gone, so unfortunately. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know if acacia can handle freezes out here, which is weird because it supposedly grows out here. So, um, you know, and the, it's interesting. The Wiesatch, all the little Wiesatch did fine. They are surviving. Um, the ones that I actually, you know, got from seed, um... And there's still some question in my mind as to whether the Acacia farnesiana is actually the same as the Wiesatch, you know, because I've looked online and sources do say it's the same thing. It can be called different things or called both of those names, but I'm uncertain as to whether it is the same thing, um, just based on observ observing the plants. So um, it looks like there is some survival and there's some damage and I'll have to see. And so it's it's just a... It's a tough thing, but um, it's not all lost. You know, it's not it's not like everything just died. So, um, yeah. And the pine tree did great. The big old pine tree that I've been keeping alive, it did great. It we you know gave it a little bit of water. It looked like it was a little little dry, but it um, you know it's still there. It's still hanging in there. And I think uh, pines can do well in cold. It it wasn't covered. It was too big to cover. And it, I'm glad I didn't cover it. Strangely, amazingly, the madrone which I covered. It all of its leaves crispified, but it's still alive. So I feel really bad because it's such a beautiful tree and it was hanging in there with me. And then I went and murdered it, but it still um, seems to be alive. We'll see how long that lasts without any foliage. Um, and then the avocado, the hardy bacon avocado, is indeed totally dead. So that sucks, probably because of the creosote. So back to the drawing board in some ways, but also not totally. So anyway, that's that. And I've got a big art show coming up. I'm going to hang a bunch of work and I have to write up a you know, snippet about the, about the actual show. I've already got a bio written um, previously. It's on my website and stuff. So that's done. I'm going to hang that in the first. And then I'm supposed to do some kind of opening midway through, I guess. They're going to promote it a little bit. I'm not really, you know, I don't really know anyone that, that many people out here yet. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much promotion I can do, but... Uh, but I would get that done, and then now that I'm mobile and I'm back home and everything, um, I can think about how to start doing some pieces for the um, this other venue that I was invited to show work in, and I'll, I'm going to do some more actual art for that. Um, not so much geared towards tourists, but more creative, you know, stuff. Um, I have some thoughts already on what I might want to do. Um, so that's going to be fun, and then I need to catch up because I'm about a week, maybe more, behind on some other. Um, you know, the, the funnel that I'm building, um, and I need to get going on a client project, a landscape design project, and there's a few clients that have been talking to me about um, potentially working with them. I've got proposals to write and this and that, but um, as long as we can keep the power on, we got internet, <laughs> I'll be out here in the desert, you know, keyboarding away. Um, and I think that's it. I've got a lot of groceries on hand, so I'm all stocked up on food. Um, we... Went and got a part for the water. Uh, the only thing is that it doesn't swivel, so we have to. F My boyfriend said he has a tool that will allow him to get it to go on there. He has to. I can't remember what he called it. Um, 
he's going to go get that, I guess. And um, then we can reconnect the power, the pump. And then I can actually have like water pressure to water and stuff like that. But I'm going to be manually filling uh, about six gallon jugs. I'll fill them about five gallon probably so I can carry them. And then I'll go and be filling clay pots today uh, for all the things that have clay pots and just kind of pray. I'm going to fill them whether the thing looks dead or not uh, at this point, I think, just because um, on the off chance that, that it is alive and, you know, I don't want to be the one that killed it by not watering it. <laughs> Um, and I think for the most part, I'm just going to try to hunker down and work inside on, on, you know, the computer, get, try to play catch up. Um, but yeah, so, um, I will have a very, very skilled builder around. It looks like because we're going to spend some time at my house. Uh, he will be going away for another week to go work up North starting on Monday. So pretty much following when he gets back from that it looks like he might be around a little more um at my place so and he want he said something that he wanted to talk to me about something something and I was like what do, what is it give me a clue you know I hate when people do that they're like well, let's talk but not right now because I need to think about what I want to say and you're like what do we, what is it bad what is it you know you're all curious and like anxious and he said it's good um and then I said can you give me a clue and he said it was something about building so I think he wants to discuss um more seriously like the you know, co-creating the, the building things together, the building of a studio, the building of a house, whatever. Um, and my, my angle on all that is I want to use alternative building materials that are readily available that don't cost a lot, you know, like pallets and adobe and, you know, stuff like that, earth bags. And I think he's looking at a little more traditional stick built kind of stuff, but I think he's open and he, you know, he's not like anti to the kind of things I might want to use. So we'll see how that conversation goes and I'll keep you updated on what it is that may or may not get built. My instinct is to do build a studio first, a, a workspace that we can both use, like a shop studio space where we can lock up you know, tools and equipment. We can actually maybe start to get things like a drill press and grinders station, you know, things like that. Welding station would be my dream. Um, and a big table in the middle kind of thing. But, um, because that, to me, is the more immediate need. I don't need a house right away, but I do need a studio as soon as possible because not being able to create is really uh, hard. It's a missed opportunity. Um, and then uh, he has offered to help me get my BNBs kind of squared away and set up and so I can list them. So I probably should take him up on that first. And it's stuff I can do, but it's just like I've been dragging my feet, as you know, for a very long time. Super irresponsible on that. Uh, just a, I don't know what's wrong with me. But um, anyway, so that's kind of a mini update on that. And I'll have to keep you posted on how that goes because that could go in a direction of being able to kind of do more um, with the land and, you know, do more creatively with income. And, you know, I'll have to see how that how that pans out. But um, but so, yeah, that's kind of seems like it might be in the works a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that that I have to update you on. It's mostly about the recovery from the freeze and what it did. And I've never experienced seven degrees before. Um, the coldest I had ever experienced, which was still really cold, was 19. And that was last winter when my power also, when my heat went out, my furnace died at that point. My power was fine, but my furnace died last winter when right before the 19 degree days we had two of them. And I was just like miserable, couldn't use my fingers and stuff. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> it seems to keep happening. I like it. <laughs> but um so we're, we're on the recovery. We're on the upswing now. 
and I plan on being home if possible when the next freeze comes so I can be more available to respond in the moment when things are happening and should should I be able to have any impact at all on you know on the outcome so that's that's it um thanks for listening and um I look forward to more conversation going forward I hope you are well hope you had a great Christmas um and are looking toward the new year so uh peace out